Thank you so much for tuning in the podcast of the PG Fellowship Church in Buffalo Valley, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Michael Waters for the message. I'm uh, truly thankful to be here this morning. I, I've been uh, praying all week and, and seeking the Lord. And uh, I'm telling you, he's good here this morning. He's thick here this morning. Amen. I mean, uh, it's almost at the point you can't even minister. Amen. I mean, uh, the Bible says that in the Old Testament that, uh, uh, <laughs> that when they was going to dedicate the temple, amen, and, and uh, the, the, the ones that Solomon had set up, the, the tamstries and the tambourines and the different things, I mean, they couldn't even minister, amen, because the, the Spirit of God was so thick. And it's just good here this morning. I mean, I love him this morning. I'm thankful for all he's done for me. I tell you what, you can look around this church. Ain't we all thankful for what the Lord's done for us? I mean, what he's brought us from, and what he's shielded us from, and what he's kept us from, and uh, what he's brought our way, the blessings that he's brought to us. I'm telling you what, I, 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 <laughs> we, last Sunday was good. I'm telling you what, Wednesday night, the Lord blessed. I mean, we had 75, 75 plus people here Wednesday night wanting to come out and be in the Lord's house. I mean, the Lord, he's stirring some hearts. He's stirring some people. And this morning at Sunday school, I mean, I, they was, it was pretty full over there this morning. The tenants is going up and growing. And, and that's only God, my friend. <laughs> I feel his spirit so strong here this morning. I feel like there's somebody here. Maybe you got something on your heart you want to say. Uh, maybe the Lord's blessed you tremendously this week. This ain't about me anyways. And we're going to open the Bibles. We're going to be in the book of Hebrews this morning. And uh, I tell you what, I've been praying this week. And, and uh, the verse that's come to me is the Bible says the foolishness of preaching. That God chose the, the foolishness of preaching. Amen. And, and uh, why he chose that, I mean, it's his word. And, and he just asks us that we just minister his word. And, and by the foolishness of preaching, I mean, that don't even sound like that would do much. But I'm telling you what, when the anointing falls and his word, it'll accomplish all that it's set forth. It won't return void. Amen. Amen. And uh, the, the message this morning will be in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And I asked our dear brother Jeff if they would sing that song this morning, Graves in the Garden. I'm telling you what this morning it says, there's nothing better. There's people here that maybe ain't tried a whole lot, and there's people here that's tried a bunch of things. There's nothing better than being in the presence of the Almighty. There's nothing better when He shows up and He shows out and helps us, amen. Hey, because we're a people that need some help this morning, amen. We're a people that don't always stay on the mountaintops, Larry. We're a people that sometimes have to go through the valleys. And sometimes there's people that leaves our side that we thought would stay there. And that song says there's nothing better. There's nothing better this morning 
This is a great salvation, and there's nothing no better than having a walk, having a personal, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Is there, brother? I mean, there's nothing no better, brother. I mean, I've tried a lot of things in my, I'm just 34 years old, and I've tried a few things, but they ain't nothing better, Josh, than having a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, it thrills my heart to know that the Maker knows my name, brother. He knows your name. He knows every hair on our head or every hair that we don't have. Amen. <laughs> I mean, He knows us. He knows our thoughts. but He knows the very intent of our heart. Amen. <laughs> we'll be in Hebrews chapter 2 this morning. Start at verse 1. We'll read down, I guess, about four verses here. <coughs> it says, Therefore... We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if by the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we, say we this morning, if we neglect such a great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken of by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them who heard him, and God also bearing, witness, uh, bearing them witness, uh, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to, the, to, according to His own will. We see right here in this chapter this morning, the book of Hebrews, uh, we don't know who the author is. I know who I believe it is. I believe it's Apostle Paul, uh, but that don't really pertain or make much of a difference. But we'll see here in these uh, four verses, he said, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed. And I'm telling you, the earnest heed is, is showing sincere and intense uh, conviction in that we have the most earnest heed to hold on to the things we've been taught uh, from the, today on to the past. If there's sound doctrine and on the foundation of Jesus Christ, hold to them, amen. amen. Hold to them. Don't let them slip away. Uh, and it says, for the word spoken of by angels was steadfast. And if you study that out, it's talking about the law of Moses. It's talking about the law that if they received a just recompense of reward, that everything they did good and everything they did bad, they, they, they got a reward that was just, that was true, amen, that was pure, that was what they, that was was what was required of or needed be, amen. And we see right here in verse, let me get over my Bible, keeps flipping. And God also bearing them witness in the book of Acts. There was signs and the Spirit of God that come down, the fullness of the Spirit and prophesying and all these different things that was took place. They was signs that backed up their testimony, that backed up what they was preaching. Amen. Heavenly Father, this morning, I love you, Lord God. I appreciate, God, the reading of thy word. I appreciate, Lord God, each one to come out to be in your house today. I'm thankful, Heavenly Father, because I feel like this morning you're going to do something that you have never done since I've been here at this church this morning, God. I'm looking for good things this morning, God. I feel your presence, and I know, God, you're working. The message this morning is letting things slip, and I believe this morning that we don't even realize the things are slipping away, the slipping out of our grasp, the good godly things this morning. I'd pray, Heavenly Father, that, Lord God, you'd stir each one of our hearts. I'd pray, Lord God, that we've had a, that we'd have a stirring like we've never had before. I can see, Lord God, looking back and praying this week, God, how much you're blessing this church and, and, and we're implementing new things. And Heavenly Father, you're showing up, God, because they're God-ordained things. They're God-ordained uh, uh, things that were, that's coming to pass, Heavenly Father. And Lord God, you've got to, your goodness and mercy and grace is here this morning, God. I just pray, Heavenly Father, that you'd lead God and direct each and every one. I'd pray, Heavenly Father, we'd be in one mind and one accord this morning, God, to worship you in 
Spirit and truth. I'd pray, Heavenly Father, as they sung, God, and the Spirit fell in this place, I'd do what no man can do this morning, God. You know the hearts, the minds. You know, God, each one that's here. You, Heavenly Father, you know the ones that's saved, the ones that's lost. You, Heavenly Father, you know the ones that's backslidden, God. You know the ones, Lord God, like myself, Heavenly Father, that maybe things have slipped out of my life. And Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd reveal them to us this morning, God, how valuable that we should give the more earnest heed to this great salvation. I love you this morning, Lord God, and I appreciate and praise your holy name. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. If you would, flip over to Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to read down right here, verse by verse, uh, probably uh, expositor style. And I want to share with you a few things, and then we'll get into chapter 2 this morning. I'm not going to be very long, but I do want to share a couple things with you. So Hebrews chapter 1, it says, Who... God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spoke in times past as the fathers, the prophets, has chosen in these last days and spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir over all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Can we both agree this morning that we're in the last days? Hey, can we both agree this morning, all of us, that as they thought right here, we just read it 2,000 years ago, they said we was in the last days. Have they seen the things fall and seen the things that was taking place? How much closer are we? I believe we're in the very wee hours, brother. I believe we're right there hey, hey, at the last minutes hey, hey, before the Lord Jesus Christ splits the skies and comes back to receive his bride, his church this morning. It says in the last days, it said that the prophets, the preachers, those men of God that would seek after God, hey, that as the Spirit fell utterance on them, the Bible says over there, I believe it's in 2 Peter, amen, as the Spirit fell on them, that men was moved by the Spirit of God and they pinned down the things of God, amen. Hey, this ain't something that just men thought, well, this sounds pretty good. This is something to live by. This is the Word of God. Hey, this is the Word of God from the very beginning, from the foundations of the world. Amen. He said right here in verse 3, Who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His persons and the upon of all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I mean, I'm telling you what, that He was the very image of God. He was incarnate, come down to man, that bled flesh and blood, amen, that He lived a perfect life. It says over, I believe it's in chapter 3 of the Hebrews, He was tempted but without sin. I mean, He went all the way and lived a life so pure that He could take my wife's place. He could take oh, hey James's place. He could take my place. Amen. Hey, he could take our place on Calvary this morning. Amen. It's his arms is like this on the cross of Calvary. Amen. That should have been each one of us, but that wouldn't have did it there, brother. I mean, that wouldn't have done it. Amen. It took the shed blood of somebody so perfect. You go back to the book of Leviticus, amen. I mean, they had burnt offerings, peace offerings, trespass offerings, amen. Hey, meat offerings. They had all these different kind of offerings. And blood was shed and blood was shed and blood was shed, amen. 24 hours a day, you take a couple million people and you take, hey, it was a slaughter fest, amen. It wasn't a pretty picture, but it was a picture of Calvary, amen. It was a picture that blood was shed 24 hours a day, seven days a week to cover the multitude of sins of the people, amen. But the Bible says, I believe in the book of Hebrews, that moreover that that just rolled the sins from one year to the next, to the next, to the next. It just rolled them over just from one year to the next. And then the high priest would offer up. And before he could go into the holies of holies, they'd tie, tie a rope around his ankle. And he'd have bells on the bottom of his garment. And when they heard that he was struck down, if he had sin in his life, it wasn't pure before he entered in. Amen. They would have to drag him out. 
It takes being pure and holy before a holy God this morning. He's worthy this morning. He requires that of us. He says we're a peculiar people. We're a different people. Amen. We're a people supposed to be after God's own heart. It says right here in verse 3. That word power there, by the word of his power. You ever think about the power of God? You ever think about the sovereignness of God? You ever think about how he didn't have to work the world in existence? He spoke it into existence by the power of his word. Amen. That word travels so fast. Hey, it was said over in Sunday school morning. He created this thing just by speaking it into existence. Amen. Can you imagine the world we're on? Amen. It was brought up in Sunday school, traveling around, rotating on its axis, and going around the sun. And we all sit here. We don't have to buckle up. Amen. How that God's got it in store for us that we could live life. How that the sun would come up and the moon would come up and the elements. Amen. I mean, that's the sovereign. That's how good God is. Amen. That's the power that's spoken of. Amen. He said there in John chapter 1, verse 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Because there's power in it. Amen. The Bible says there in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation for all them who believe. Come on. The power. We sing, oh, him. There's power in the blood, sister. I love that old song. There's power in the blood. Because it took the blood. Without the shed of blood, there's no remission of sins. But then priests, I mean, they would go. And, and people would bring their turtle doves and bring their calves and bring their sheep and, and bring all these sacrifices, amen, for their sins and their trespass offerings. And then they'd even give an estimation, amen. They would give all this so that their sins could be covered, Amen. amen. Could you imagine the work to it? What if you had to get up tomorrow morning and you had to go down to the, the slaughterhouse, hey man, and, and give your, hey, go down to the temple and give your, <laughs> and give your meat offering, burnt offering, your sin offering so you could get through the week or get through the year. Be a lot of work involved, wouldn't it? And the last thing about power in 1 Corinthians 1.18 for the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But to us that are saved, it's the power of God. He says right here in verse 4, Being made much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance attained a more excellent name than they. For unto which the angels said, for, for unto which of the angels he said at any time, You are my son, and this day I have begotten you. And again, I will be uh, with him a father, and he shall be in me a son. And again, when he has bought, uh, brought in the first begotten into the world, he said, let all the angels worship him. You remember there in, in the book of Luke, and, and when Jesus came, there was a whole host of angels, amen. We had the Christmas place, and there's a whole host of angels, amen, worshiping the Son of God that come down the left, hey, the splendors of heaven that come down so that he can live and die and be resurrected for me and you. Verse 9, you have love, righteousness. Or verse 8, but unto the Son, he said, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is in the scepter of your kingdom. You have love, righteousness, and hated iniquity. Therefore, even your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness of your fellows. And you, Lord, in the beginning have laid a foundation of the earth, and in the heavens are the works of your hands. I mean, you can go back to the book of Psalms, that all that we see is the handiwork of God. 
I mean, it says in Psalms 50, 10, that the beasts of the field are his and the cattle, hey, the, the hills are his also, amen. All the beasts, I mean, he created all the things by speaking it, amen. I'm going to get to a point here in a few minutes. And they shall perish, but you remain, and they shall all wax old. Verse 11, and they shall all wax old as does a garment, and as a vesture, you shall fold them up, and you shall be changed. But you are the same, and your years shall fail not. I mean, here in Hebrews, if you skip over to 13, he said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Verse 13 says, But to which of the angels he said he at any time, Sit at my right hand until I make uh, uh, thy enemies your footstool. He says over in Hebrews, See, how many knows that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father? Amen. How many knows that this morning? Amen. When he ascended up, he sat down at the right hand. That was his place. Amen. How many knows this morning over in the book of Acts, chapter 6, 7, it talks about the, the first deacons, and one of them was Stephen, and the Bible said he was full of the Spirit of God. He was full of wisdom and knowledge and of the Spirit of God, and he was out preaching and teaching to the people, and the Bible said that he, he, the people got stirred up, didn't want to hear what he, he had to say, and they picked up stones, and they ran upon him, the Bible said, and run him out of, run him out of town. And when I was over in Israel in 2018, they, they had like a, each, a, a, kind of like a bluff, six, eight foot tall, and they would run somebody over into the crowd, pushed them over, and they fell. Then they would stone them and kill them, amen. And as they were stoning Stephen, as he gave up the ghost, he cried with a loud voice, both, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And it said as he looked up into heaven, he seen the heavens open. Amen. And you know what he saw? <laughs> he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. See, sometimes, amen, when we're going through the struggles and the battles and the heat gets hot, Jesus Christ will stand for you, amen. He's there for you. He's on your side this morning. He loves you. I mean, He loves you more than your spouse could ever love you. He loves you more than PG Fellowship could ever love you. He loves you so much He went to Calvary, amen, hey, so that you can have a life. As John 10, 10 said, a life more abundantly, amen. He stands for us, Jeremiah. Ain't that good when we know that Jesus Christ is in our corner? Amen. Ain't that good when we know that when all hell comes against us, how we can look back and say, bring it on. Look, who, look who's fighting the fight for me. Amen. Amen. We got all heaven fighting the fight for us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I love this verse 14 right here. It says, Are they not all, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto them who are the heirs of salvation? That's me. Is that you this morning? If you're born again this morning, if you've got your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, hey, if you've got the blood covering, hey, the doorposts of your hearts, hey, amen, you're, you're an heir of salvation, amen. And the Bible said that these ministers, these angels are guarding us, are helping us, are ministering unto us. You remember there in the Gospels where Jesus Christ, after being tempted in the wilderness, one of the Gospels said that, the angels come and ministered unto him, mm -hmm. unto Jesus. You remember the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus prayed three times and it said the last time his sweat became drops of blood? You remember that story in the Bible? You remember where, I believe it's the book of Luke, the only book that records this, that an angel come and ministered unto him. Yes. Could you imagine what he's about to go through? Could you imagine, not just taking my sins, but taking all the sins from Adam Till that very end of the dispensation. Taking everybody's sin. The pressure 
that was on that man. The pressure was so great that blood come out of sweat. The pressure. I believe each one of us is on his mind. The message this morning she's got on the board is letting things slip. Letting things slip. And that's what I'm going to preach on just for a few minutes. And I want to give the, all that whole chapter because it says that we give the more earnest heed in chapter 2. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Now, the comparison to these scriptures are, he said, how great of all these things that took place. We don't have to go sacrifice no more. We've got the supreme sacrifice. We don't have to look, hey, we don't have to look toward the promise. We have the promise, amen. We can hold on to it, amen. We don't have this all, this nasty mess of slaughtering and animals, amen. We don't, hey, we don't, uh, what the word says, I mean, the, the earth was spoken of. All these mighty things. And he said, how much better do we have it? How much better is the salvation we got? Now, the question is this morning, what are we letting slip in our lives? One of the studies I've done on this, it's like a ring slipping off your finger. I've had that happen. Most of you have here. If you ever wore one, you've had one slip off. You don't know it. Most of the time, you never know that that ring has slipped off until you, you noticed it and you start looking for it. What are we letting slip in our Christian walk? What are we letting slip here at PG Fellowship? We started a men's meeting, started a women's meeting, and, and man, the Lord is showing up. It's growing. It's stirring hearts. We're getting messages. And, and you can see people's coming out to be in the Lord's house. It's doing something, brother. It's stirring. That's a positive amen. amen. When God ordains something, it's going to work. It's going to grow. Amen. But what about the things we're letting slip? Last year, my little boy played t-ball, and he played coach's pitch. We played both. Right there in Monterey, close to home. We had five practices a week. We had sometimes, or four practices a week. Sometimes we'd have three to five games a week. And it kept us busy. We'd practice at the house in the front yard. Man, you want your boy to be good. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's just the truth. I mean, we've got a little bit of pride, don't we? Shake your hand. we got pride. You can, it's all right to shake your head. And you want your kid to hit home runs. You want them to do the best they can do and catch some pot flies and get some outs. And, and, but see, here's the thing. He's been going to that Cedar Lake camp over in Alpine, Christian camp. And, and whenever we was in the heat of the games, and I mean enjoying it, what dad wouldn't. And he went to that camp and come home singing a song, The Fruits of the Spirit's Not a Coconut. The fruits of the Spirit's not a coconut. Amen. I'm telling you, buddy, but if the fruits of the Spirit's not working in your life, you're a coconut. Come on. And the Spirit of God got a hold of me. The things that I'm letting slip, because I'm chasing all the things this world, it ain't just sports, it's all the entertainment and the things that we're chasing, amen. The things that we think is going to fulfill us and make us feel good. And we're, hey, we're letting the things slip. And then when your little boy comes home wanting to tell you about Jesus and the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22, hey, that'll wake you up, amen. That'll get your attention, amen. That there's something far better than baseball, football, and basketball, and soccer, amen. And I like sports, and I like to watch them, and I like to go to games. I, I, but when you see your kids serving the uh, I am, the maker, amen, of heaven and earth, I, I, that'll stir your heart and do something for you, amen. And it got me to reevaluate my life, my walk with the Lord. What was I letting slip? What was I letting slip in my life? 
you know, if I quit studying this word or halfway study and quit praying, what kind of services are we going to have on Sunday morning? If I, if I sit up here on the side or sit back down and say, what kind of service Yuns want this morning? What would Yuns do? What kind of service does PG want? I mean, we got some people praise for you come to church. We got some people that gets down on your knees, amen. It's like James got calluses on your knees. And I'm talking about James in the Bible. The scholars say that he had calluses on his knees because he prayed so much. What kind of service do we want here at PG? What kind of outreach do we want? What kind of Wednesday night service do we want? What kind of Sunday night service do we want? What kind of Sunday school do we want here at PG? Amen. And when the Spirit shows up, He usually shows us the things that's missing inside of our lives. Amen. Another illustration of that is a car battery. It's got a positive and negative. You have to hook the cables up to the battery, amen? Have you ever took and touched them wrong? <laughs> Have you ever put a boost box of jumper cables and do it wrong? See the sparks fly? We have to be connected. See, that battery's the source. He's the source this morning. He's the source. And the source is what's going to get us started. I believe the Lord started something here at this church several weeks back. I believe it's growing. People's digging in. People seeing things they've never seen before. They're working and doing, hey, hey, they're stepping in jobs and doing things that they hadn't done in a while. Amen. But are we giving them more earnest heed? Are we sincere about the Lord? Amen. Are we sincere about what we're doing for the Lord? Can I tell you this morning, we can be so busy working for the Lord, we can miss the point of what we're doing it for. That was in that Mary and Martha book, the first chapter. Husband and wife laying in bed one night. They was working so hard for the Lord. She woke up crying and said, what are we doing this for? We're doing it for the good news. We're doing it for the gospel. It's about the gospel. It's about this. It's about what Christ Jesus done on the cross of Calvary for me and you. Amen. How much better we got it than, than any other generation, any other dispensation in Scripture. Is it worth living? Amen. I'm on board. It's worth living this morning. It's worth living this morning. The Bible says over in chapter 3 of Hebrews. I had a preacher friend tell me when I first announced my call to preach, he said, you get Hebrews that will preach you to death. <laughs> There's so much scripture in the book of Hebrews. So much scripture. This is wherefore, holy brethren, chapter 3, verse 1. Being partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest, the our profession, uh, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him as Moses was faithful in all his house. And this man, which is Jesus, was counted worthy more than that of Moses, inasmuch that he who was built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he who built all things is God. That's who we ought to be answering to is God. Amen. That's who that we ought to be seeking after is God. We had two men Wednesday night give their testimonies. I mean, it stirred my heart, and there have been other men say it stirred their hearts. That's what it's about. Amen. If it don't stir your heart, you ain't got no wood. Your wood's Amen. wet. It ought to stir our hearts that we give the more earnest heed that if it stirs our heart, we're going to dig in like a tick, amen, on a dog. 
Are we love him this morning? Amen. Are we sold out for Jesus this morning? Just like Stephen was out preaching and teaching the gospel. Let's take the gospel outside these walls. Let's invite somebody to come to church. I invited four people yesterday and talked to them about the Lord. I invited four Friday and talked to them about the Lord. I had a man. See, this is when you get outside these walls, we've got to have this in our heart. Come on, brother. Amen. Come on. That's giving the more earnest heed. Amen, brother. Is making provisions to have time with Jesus Christ. I had a gentleman Friday ask me, he goes, what's the difference between the spirit and the soul? What would you say? What would you tell a man that, that was curious and want to know about the Lord and the, what's the difference between the spirit and the soul? I said, let me tell you real quick. I'm going to take five minutes. <laughs> We're created in three parts. He's three parts. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. It says that in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Three parts. We're three parts, the body, soul, and spirit. Amen. The body goes back to the ground when we die. That's where it goes. Amen. The spirit, he said in Genesis 2, 7, and God created man out of the dust of the earth and formed man he and, and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. The breath of life is the reason we're living. Amen. That goes back to the maker, amen. amen. And then <laughs> the soul goes where we want it to go. But we need to get out in the streets and tell people the highways and the hedges and quit neglecting such a great salvation. We've got such a great thing. We've got God on our side that loves us unconditionally. He loves us this morning. The Bible said he, he loved us when we was yet in our sins. If they come play this morning, we're going to close with that. Such a great salvation. How can we win somebody over when we ain't got nothing good to say about God. Come on, brother. brother, you've got a powerful testimony, brother, and I enjoyed that the other night. Brother Chris Hall had a powerful testimony the other night, and I enjoyed that. Amen. Hey, Mary and Martha in the Scripture had a powerful testimony, amen, by the deeds and the things they'd done and didn't do and should have done. But that's all of us. Amen. As they play this morning, I'd like for everybody to stand. I'd like to invite each one of you to come down and spend some time with Jesus. Have we neglected maybe coming to church? Have we neglected just the power of God in our very lives? It's what breaks the yoke. It's what hey, gives us salvation. It's what gives you the power to teach the young ones downstairs, the young men and women downstairs. It's what gives us the power to pray in front of people. Amen. I'd like to invite each one, whosoever will, the Bible says. Maybe you're lost this morning. You never know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe this morning you've backslidden. But I just invite you to come down and have a little talk with Jesus. That old hymn we sang, have a little talk with Jesus. It'll make it right is what the Bible says. Go ahead, brother. I dream of a city called glory So bright and so fair As I entered the gate I cried holy 
met me there and they carried me from mansion to mansion and all the sights I saw then I said I want to see Jesus, the one who died for all. Then I bowed on my knees and cried, Holy. Timothy, I want to see Jesus, the one who died for me. Well, then I bowed on my knees and cried, I cried holy, I cried holy, I clapped my hands and sang glory, glory to the sun. Bye. 